Hello and welcome to the Scottish Music Centre's podcast, In Tune. My name's Keith Beattie and today I'm joined with the Chief Executive of Face Ross, Fiona Delgetti. How are you, Fiona? I'm good, thanks, Keith. Good, good. Are you coping well enough with this lockdown? Are you coping all right? Yeah, I think we feel so lucky to be where we are up in the Highlands, actually. It's great. Um, it's a juggle working from home with preschool children, but um, it's great to have a garden and, and get out. For sure. I feel the same. I feel the same way. Um, so in your background, what was the most, what was the path you took into music? Was it always an obvious choice for you or was it organic or how did you find your way into music? I think it was really organic, to be honest. So um I was a really keen dancer when I was really young and um, I went to the Fish in Ullapool when I was in primary school um, and chose dance as my kind of first choice class and the great thing about going to the residential fashion is that you get to try loads of new things so you would pick three different workshops to, and you would stick with them all week so I, um, I joined the complete beginner fiddle class and, uh, and got really into it from there really from having that opportunity to try it. Um, and then took uh, violin classes at school as well after that. So from from then, did you, were you a musician, would you say, or did you find yourself, what did you do since from then, from taking the classes, violin classes? I don't think I've ever decided um, what I'm going to be when I grow up. I've just <laughs> followed various paths that have led me to where I've been. There's been no strategic decision making. Um, so yeah, I kind of, when I left school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So. Um, I went and taught English for a year um, in China and then came home and still didn't have a clue what I wanted to do so I had another year out and um, uh, Rita who was my predecessor at the face offered me a job um, just doing some admin in the office part-time and also introduced me to, to Brian Beatty who was setting up a, a cultural business in the Highlands at the time so I worked for a year part-time for each of them right. and then went off to uni and studied languages actually but um, got really involved in the kind of traditional music scene in Edinburgh when I was there studying. Right. And uh, when I left uni, I, I, I was a musician for a while. I was self-employed for about five years and um, did a lot of teaching. Right. So that you yeah. sort of found yourself, I doing sort of teaching while you were staying in Edinburgh or you were in Edinburgh, you were teaching? Yeah, I used to teach yeah. um, for the Scots Music Group for their adult night class programme. Right. Um, and then I started a Kaylee band with some pals and we'd play at weddings and, and different events and things. Um, yeah. Wow, cool. And so how do you how do you feel about the idea that quite a lot of the tutors are, certainly some of the tutors I know that are involved in the fish, um, have been young people in, involved in it, the same as yourself here and there that you were there as a young person that you were involved. Is that something that's um, not planned, but is that something that, that's encouraged for the tutors to, to come back? Yeah, we, well, a lot of us kind of joke that we're involved as young people. That, um, that well, I should probably start by saying that the face started in the in the early nineteen eighties. Um, so, Face Rosh is one of a whole network of fashion um, across the country, and Face Rosh started in nineteen eighty six. Um, so, we've been on the go for quite a long time, and and yeah, we all kind of joke that once you've come along, you, you never leave. You become part of this family. Um, but there is a really lovely kind of ladder of progression for people, I suppose, that um, you might have your first experience of music um, at the face, either through a school's workshop or at one of these residential courses that we run. Um, and then if you enjoy it, you can come along to the, the weekly programme after school and in the evenings. And 
yeah, there's very clear sort of ladder of development for people. Um, and we work with people of all different ages and stages. So, yeah. And for someone who maybe doesn't know anything about Face Ross or any of that movement, like, what is the sort of ethos behind that? How, what is the, how is that all set up? So the face started, the first face started in Barra and the, the people there were conscious that the language and the music traditions were dying because um, loads of people had left the island to, for work, you know, when we're living in Glasgow. So during the Glasgow Fair fortnight, they decided to run a summer school for two weeks and all these families came back with their young children and took part in different workshops and in Gaelic song and um, accordion classes, guitar classes, fiddle, that kind of thing. Um, and by chance, there was a woman there who took her family to that event um, called Christine Martin, who was a strings instructor in Tain in Rosshire. And she came home and went to Ross and Cromarty District Council at the time um, and said, we need to do something like this. And they set it up. So Face Ross has been quite unique in that it's always been funded by the local authority and had kind of really good investment mm -hmm. and staff. So the rest of the FACE network is largely run by volunteers in the community. There's a whole network of FACE, and so there's more than 40. I think there's about 44. Um, and they're all over the place. So not just in the highlands and islands, but in the cities as well. So there's a really thriving FACE in Paisley, for example. Um, there's one in Glasgow, Edinburgh, um, Stirling area, um, Aberdeen. And they're all supported by a membership organisation called FACE and Gale. Right. And I was lucky enough to be the one um, in Liverpool, I think, that was about eight years ago. And it blew me away how like the, the entire school was buzzing. Like every room had someone and a group and a session learning from somebody else. It was incredible, these groups all through the school. And is that the way, was was that where it was set up originally in Liverpool? Uh, and right. then Facebook started in Liverpool. So right. um, our organisation has grown massively since 1986. So the first face took place for a week in June, um, the first face Ross in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. um, and I think something like 50 young people aged from like eight to 18 went to that for the week. Um, and now we work with about 9,000 people in a year, um, just face Ross. So it's grown a lot. And so for that model that you saw, um, it's really interesting when we do the evaluation of those weeks um, that the top thing for young people is just making new friends. Yeah. And then maybe it's like food was great and maybe <laughs> learning skills and music is like number three or four on the list. <laughs> um, but it's that buzz of just meeting, meeting your people, you know, that are into the same interests as you. And so in the Easter holidays, we take a hundred, um, sometimes more than that, um, primary five to seven pupils. And then in October, which is I think the one you were at, is for um, young people of secondary school age to come along. And they, yeah, they get really sort of specialist input in their instruments um, and then kind of group work, arranging and ensemble playing is a really big thing at that, that event. Some of the other things I've, through the years, I've seen like at Belladrum last three or four years, I've caught the Cayley Trail. But from someone who doesn't know much about that, like what, what is, What's going on there with the Cayley Trail? Like, what's that project about? Well, the Cayley Trail, we're celebrating um, 21 years of that project this year. Um, and it's kind of got two main aims, really. So one part of it is that it's a professional development opportunity for 16 to 25-year-olds who are seriously considering a performance career in trad music. Um, and it's they're auditioned, and it's a paid summer job. Um, so we audition young people and... We usually take 15 for the summer and I'll, I'll allocate them into bands with um, five musicians in each band. So three bands. 
and they meet each other for the first time in July and they have a really intensive training week um, and by the end of the week we expect them to have like an hour long performance set um, to be able to do their own sound and to be able to play for a three hour dance in a village hall and call Kayleigh dances um, and then we take them on tour for a month and throw every experience possible at them um, so they might be playing pub sessions, they might be playing at corporate events, big stages like you mentioned, like Belladrum, um, anything in between. And the other part of the project is that it's a cultural tourism initiative. So we were just really conscious that visitors, especially in the Highlands, although that project's across Scotland now, um, don't always get to hear like really authentic, contemporary, high quality, traditional music. Um, so that was one of the really important parts of that project. So. We partner with um, organisations like Scottish Natural Heritage and um, the National Trust. So they might be playing at Stirling Castle or mm -hmm. um, on some national nature reserves and things like that as well. So places where visitors will be, but they might not normally get to hear really good music. Yeah, what a great, great initiative. That's brilliant. Um, and the other one that comes from the, the National Heritage was the In Tune with Nature project that, that just closed. So tell us more about that project. That I found that one quite interesting as well. Like, yeah, in nature, just, right? um, I've just finished processing all those entries. It's been amazing. Um, I think lots of people were looking for a project in lockdown. Um, so in tune with nature, we partnered with um, Scottish Natural Heritage, who in fact just changed their name to Nature Scott. Um, right. And we invited uh, musicians of all genres to, to compose new work inspired by one of 10 of the national nature reserves. Um, and it's been amazing. So we've had almost 150 eligible entries of every genre, um, instrumental pieces, songs. Um, so it's really exciting. And uh, we've got a great panel with Kareem Polwart and Vic Galloway, Julie Fowlis and Jill Maxwell. Um, so we're going to meet at the end of this month and announce the winners on the 26th of June. Um, and the 10 winners will each get um, a £500 prize. And then when we're able to, they'll also be paid to, to go and visit the site that they've written about and make a film on the site as well. Um, but it was something that's, we do quite a lot of commissioning at Face Rush of new music. So um, it's not unusual for us to be doing this kind of encouraging people to create new material as well. So what other commissions and sort of partnerships have you done over the last while? Um, we've had quite a few big commissions and with COVID at the moment, um, we were meant to launch a new piece of work in May there. Um, fiddle player Ian Fraser taught at our first adult face event, this big festival that happens over the Maybank holiday every year. And another celebratory year for that event that, um, that hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our 30th edition of that event. So we'd commissioned Ian to write a new 40 minute work inspired by the three places that that event's been held. So it started in Dingwall in Easter Ross and then for a few years it was held in Gearloch and laterally in Allapool. So okay. Ian's pulled together some traditional material and written some new material um, inspired by the landscape and the geology and the places that, that that's been held. So we're making an album of that that we will release. Um, and previously Lauren McCall, fiddle player from the Black Isle, yeah. we've commissioned her to write an album that's been really well received called The Seer, right. um, which is all inspired by the prophecies in the life of the brand Seer. Mm -hmm. and we've also previously commissioned John Somerville, an accordionist, plays with the Treacherous Orchestra. Um, John wrote a really moving piece about um, 
called The Voyage of the Hector. So it's about the story of the people who left Alapool in 1773 yeah. and emigrated to Nova Scotia. Yeah. Um, and we took that piece over to Canada. Um, the, the town that those people um, went to is called Picto. And they've actually built a replica of the ship. So that was quite amazing. We stood on the replica of the ship and played, played some of the music, which was really amazing. Since the lockdown and through COVID-19, as I noticed online, there's other things you've been doing, like live streaming events and sort of tutor concerts and things. I wonder if you could tell us some more about that and other plans for future ones. Yeah, we... Um... We moved really quickly and made it up as we went along, to be honest, <laughs> um, with our virtual face. So that weekend, when we should have been celebrating the 30th anniversary of our adult festival weekend for adult learners, um, we put on a virtual face. So the 1st to the 3rd of May, each day we offered four workshops and a concert in the evening. Um, and it was incredible. So especially the Sunday night concert, we had different artists playing every 10 minutes for three mm -hmm. hours. <laughs> Um, and, and quite an extraordinary lineup, um, but it's kind of blown my mind looking at the stats from that weekend. So we've, we've um, we had about two thousand six hundred people taking part in real time, and then we kept the content up for two weeks, and more than um, fifty thousand views. And people watched it for something like a quarter of a million hours altogether. It's absolutely um, incredible. It's been amazing, and it was just really nice to be able to pay artists at this time as well. And um, yeah. Um, folks were really generous with donations that weekend so mm -hmm. that was kind of our big public facing thing that we did mm -hmm. um, but we also we've got two kind of education programs running so one um, through the youth music initiative um, we do a lot of work in schools um, across the country so we should have had about 40 musicians still teaching in schools this term and obviously that can't happen so we've been creating a playlist on our um, YouTube channel called uh, FaceTime the playlist and by the end of term there'll be a hundred short five minute films up there um, and they're great fun so it's different songs and activities how to make your own washboard out of recycling at home that kind of thing um, for young people just to enjoy at home and we also have about 30 um, after school and evening classes where folk come along and learn guitar or fiddle or the harp um, and other instruments. So we've, we've managed to do lots of transferring all of that online this term too. Oh, we've been very busy, very busy if you want to. Not just me, exactly. Oh, the yeah. whole team, yeah, I can hear <laughs> yeah. that, wow. Yeah. Um, listen, thank you so much for speaking to me today. That's been incredible catching up with you and seeing all the stuff you've been doing through Face Ross. Oh, great to chat. Thanks for inviting Thanks me. Thanks a million. Cheers.